part three of chapter eighty six of the adventures of peregrine pickle volume two by tobias smollett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by martin geeson chapter eighty six part three dear madam the affliction of a contrite heart can never appeal to your benevolence in vain and therefore i presume to approach you in this season of delight with the language of sorrow requesting that you will espouse the cause of an unhappy lover who mourns with unutterable anguish over his ruined hope and intercede for my pardon with that divine creature whom in the intemperance and excess of passion i have so mortally offended oh, good heaven is my guilt inexpiable am i excluded from all hope of remission am i devoted to misery and despair i have offered all the atonement which the most perfect and sincere penitence could suggest and she rejects my humility and repentance if her resentment would pursue me to the grave let her signify her pleasure and may i be branded with the name of villain and remembered with infamy and detestation to all posterity if i hesitate one moment in sacrificing a life which is odious to emilia oh madam while i thus pour forth the effusions of my grief and distraction i look around the apartment in which i lie and every well-known object that salutes my view recalls to my remembrance that fond that happy day on which the fair the good the tender-hearted sophie became my advocate though i was a stranger to her acquaintance and effected a transporting reconciliation between me and that same enchanting beauty that is now so implacably incensed if she is not satisfied with the pangs of remorse and disappointment the transports of madness i have undergone let her prescribe what farther penance she thinks i ought to endure and when i decline her sentence let me be the object of her eternal disdain i commit myself dear madam dear sophie dear partner of my friend to your kind interposition i know you will manage my cause as a concern on which my happiness entirely depends and i hope everything from your compassion and beneficence while i fear everything from her rigour and barbarity yes i call it barbarity a savageness of delicacy altogether inconsistent with the tenderness of human nature and may the most abject contempt be my portion if i live under its scourge but i begin to rave i conjure you by your own humanity and 
sweetness of disposition i conjure you by your love for the man whom heaven has decreed your protector to employ your influence with that angel of wrath in behalf of your obliged and obedient servant p pickle this epistle was immediately transmitted by godfrey to his wife who perused it with marks of the most humane sympathy and carrying it into her sister's chamber here is something said she presenting the paper which i must recommend to your serious attention emilia who immediately guessed the meaning of this address absolutely refused to look upon it or even to hear it read till her brother entering the apartment reprimanded her sharply for her obstinacy and pride accused her of folly and dissimulation and entered so warmly into the interests of his friend that she thought him unkind in his remonstrances and bursting into a flood of tears reproached him with partiality and want of affection godfrey who entertained the most perfect love and veneration for his sister asked pardon for having given offence and kissing the drops from her fair eyes begged she would for his sake listen to the declaration of his friend thus solicited she could not refuse to hear the letter which when he had repeated she lamented her own fate in being the occasion of so much uneasiness desired her brother to assure mr pickle that she was not a voluntary enemy to his peace on the contrary she wished him all happiness though she hoped he would not blame her for consulting her own in avoiding any future explanation or connection with a person whose correspondence she found herself under a necessity to renounce in vain did the new-married couple exhaust their eloquence in attempting to prove that the reparation which our hero had offered was adequate to the injury she had sustained that in reconciling herself to a penitent lover who subscribed to her own terms of submission her honour would be acquitted by the most scrupulous and severe judges of decorum and that her inflexibility would be justly ascribed to the pride and insensibility of her heart she turned a deaf ear to all their arguments exhortations and entreaties and threatened to leave the house immediately if they would not promise to drop that subject of discourse godfrey very much chagrined at the bad success of his endeavours returned to his friend and made as favourable a report of the affair as the nature of his conversation with emilia would permit but as he could not avoid mentioning her resolution in the close peregrine was obliged to drink again the bitter draught of disappointment which put his passions into such a state of agitation as produced a short ecstasy of despair in which he acted a thousand extravagances 
this paroxysm however soon subsided into a settled reserve of gloomy resentment which he in secret indulged detaching himself as soon as possible from the company of the soldier on pretence of retiring to rest while he lay ruminating upon the circumstances of his present situation his friend pipes who knew the causes of his anxiety and firmly believed that emilia loved his master in her heart howsoever she might attempt to disguise her sentiments i say thomas was taken with a conceit which he thought would set everything to rights and therefore put it in execution without further delay laying aside his hat he ran directly to the house of sophie's father and affecting an air of surprise and consternation to which he had never before been subject thundered at the door with such an alarming knock as in a moment brought the whole family into the hall when he was admitted he began to gape stare and pant at the same time and made no reply when godfrey asked what was the matter till mistress gauntlet expressed her apprehensions about his master when pickle's name was mentioned he seemed to make an effort to speak and in a bellowing tone pronounced brought himself up split my topsails so saying he pointed to his own neck and rose upon his tiptoes by way of explaining the meaning of his words godfrey without staying to ask another question rushed out and flew towards the inn with the utmost horror and concern while sophie who did not rightly understand the language of the messenger addressing herself to him a second time said with great earnestness i hope no accident has happened to mr pickle no accident at all replied tom he has only hanged himself for love these words had scarce proceeded from his mouth when emilia who stood listening at the parlour door shrieked aloud and dropped down senseless upon the floor while her sister who was almost equally shocked at the intelligence had recourse to the assistance of her maid by whom she was supported from falling pipes hearing emily's voice congratulated himself upon the success of his stratagem he sprung to her assistance and lifting her up into an easy chair stood by her until he saw her recover from her swoon and heard her call upon his master's name with all the frenzy of despairing love then he bent his course back to the inn overjoyed at the opportunity of telling peregrine what a confession he had extorted from his mistress and extremely vain of this proof of his own sagacity in the meantime godfrey arriving at the house in which he supposed this fatal catastrophe had happened ran upstairs to peregrine's chamber without staying to make any inquiry below and finding the door locked burst it open with one stroke of his foot 
but what was his amazement when upon entrance our hero starting up from the bed saluted him with a boisterous exclamation of zounds who's there he was struck dumb with astonishment which also riveted him to the place where he stood scarce crediting the testimony of his own senses till peregrine with an air of discontent which denoted him displeased with his intrusion dispelled his apprehension by a second address saying i see you consider me as a friend by your using me without ceremony the soldier thus convinced of the falsehood of the information he had received began to imagine that pickle had projected the plan which was executed by his servant and looking upon it as a piece of unjustifiable finesse which might be attended with very melancholy consequences to his sister or wife he answered in a supercilious tone that mr pickle must blame himself for the interruption of his repose which was entirely owing to the sorry jest he had set on foot pickle who was the child of passion and more than half mad with impatience before this visit hearing himself treated in such a cavalier manner advanced close up to godfrey's breast and assuming a stern or rather frantic countenance harky sir said he you are mistaken if you think i jest i am in downright earnest i assure you gauntlet was not a man to be browbeaten seeing himself thus bearded by a person of whose conduct he had he thought reason to complain put on his military look of defiance and erecting his chest replied with an exalted voice mr pickle whether you was in jest or earnest you must give me leave to tell you that the scheme was childish unseasonable and unkind not to give it an harsher term death sir cried our adventurer you trifle with my disquiet if there is any meaning in your insinuation explain yourself and then i shall know what answer it will befit me to give i came with very different sentiments resumed the soldier but since you urge me to expostulation and behave with such unprovoked loftiness of displeasure i will without circumlocution tax you with having committed an outrage upon the peace of my family in sending your fellow to alarm us with such an abrupt account of your having done violence upon yourself peregrine confounded at this imputation stood silent with a most savage aspect of surprise eager to know the circumstance to which his accuser alluded and incensed to find it beyond the sphere of his comprehension while these two irritated friends stood fronting each other with mutual indignation in their eyes and attitudes they were joined by pipes who without taking the least notice of the situation in which he found them told his master that he might up with the top-gallant masts of his heart 
and out with his rejoicing pendants for as to mistress emily he had clapped her helm weather the vessel wore and now she was upon the other tack standing right into the harbour of his good will peregrine who was not yet a connoisseur in the terms of his lackey commanded him upon pain of his displeasure to be more explicit in his intelligence and by dint of divers questions obtained a perfect knowledge of the scheme which had been put in execution for his service this information perplexed him not a little he would have chastised his servant upon the spot for his temerity had he not plainly perceived that the fellow's intention was to promote his ease and satisfaction and on the other hand he knew not how to acquit himself of the suspicion which he saw godfrey entertain of his being the projector of the plan without condescending to an explanation which his present disposition could not brook after some pause however turning to pipes with a severe frown rascal said he this is the second time i have suffered in the opinion of that lady by your ignorance and presumption if ever you intermeddle in my affairs for the future without express order and direction by all that's sacred i will put you to death without mercy away and let my horse be saddled this instant pipes having withdrawn in order to perform this piece of duty our young gentleman addressing himself again to the soldier and laying his hand upon his breast said with a solemnity of regard captain gauntlet upon my honour i am altogether innocent of that shallow device which you impute to my invention and i don't think you do justice either to my intellects or honour in supposing me capable of such insolent absurdity as for your sister i have once in my life affronted her in the madness and impetuosity of desire but i have made such acknowledgments and offered such atonement as few women of her sphere would have refused before god i am determined to endure every torment of disappointment and despair rather than prostrate myself again to the cruelty of her unjustifiable pride so saying he stalked suddenly downstairs and took horse immediately his spirits being supported by resentment which prompted him to vow within himself that he would seek consolation for the disdain of emilia in the possession of the first willing wench he should meet upon the road while he set out for the garrison with these sentiments gauntlet in a suspense between anger shame and concern returned to the house of his father-in-law where he found his sister still violently agitated from the news of peregrine's death the mystery of which he forthwith unravelled 
recounting at the same time the particulars of the conversation which had happened at the inn and describing the demeanour of pickle with some expressions of asperity which were neither agreeable to emilia nor approved by the gentle sophie who tenderly chid him for allowing peregrine to depart in terms of misunderstanding End of chapter 86